Dr. Debbie here, and just a quick announcement before we get to today's episode. Has someone shattered your trust? Have you been blindsided by betrayal? It's a total shock to the body and mind. Some of us recover, and many others stay sick, bitter, angry, resentful, and stuck. If that's you, I have a research-based solution. My new book, Trust Again, Overcoming Betrayal and Regaining Health, Confidence and Happiness is now available. In the book, I literally walk you through the five stages of betrayal all the way to transformation with all kinds of examples, stories, and activities so you heal as you're moving through the book. I've also shared my very personal story along with those who participated in my PhD study so you can see how others move through their experiences too. Of course, I'm also teaching you my four-part trust rebuilding process so you can learn to feel safe again, love again, trust again. So here's what you do. Go to the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com forward slash trust again. That's thepbtinstitute.com forward slash trust again. Why? Because there's a link on that page that'll take you to Amazon, but I want you to know about it because once you get the book, come back to that page, enter your receipt, and then you get some amazing bonus gifts. Can't wait to share the book with you. And if you have friends or a group who'd benefit, get it for them too, because I'm giving tickets to a very special workshop for anyone who purchases more than five copies. ThePBTInstitute.com forward slash trust again. Okay, now on to today's episode. Okay, everybody, you're in for such a treat because I have Carolyn Herforth with us and I've known her for years. She's an amazing businesswoman and being in business for so many years, she's seen the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, of course, the show is all about betrayal, uh, but she's going to be talking about betrayal in business and how we betray ourselves. So welcome, Carolyn. Happy to be here. Uh, excited to have you. So, you know, you're, you're so great at just helping, helping women. I think for the most part, you work with women grow and scale and launch their businesses and all of that, but there's that other piece to it. And that's the betrayal piece, how we, you know, how a betrayal may affect how we show up in business, how we betray ourselves in our business, all of that. So what's been your experience and where do you see it? I've seen it in a couple of places that are very obvious to me. One was not so obvious and it made business really, really hard about my first, I've been in business almost 18 years. And up until about three years ago, I didn't really realize where one of the betrayals hid because it was so baked in to how we do business. And so that is just the way our economy is set up. It was created by men for men. And so I'm not man bashing at all. Mm -hmm. It's just that we're trying to do business in an X, Y economy and the rules and the game works great and very naturally for men, but for women, it may not. So I can give you a couple of examples. Uh, Yes, definitely. Um, I call it the X, Y economy for obvious reasons. Um, (laughs) I wrote that down. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Great. Um, The X, Y economy pretty much tells us what to think. Um, There's a lot of cultivation of self-doubt and shame. And and, and that shows up requiring you to um, 
surrender your own judgment um, to that of others. So, you know, do it this way. And there's a lot of like, this is how it's done and don't question it. This is how it works. This is how you make money. This is how you do this in business. This is how you do that. And doesn't create a lot of room for doubting it, questioning it, challenging it. And, you know, and before you even go on, I have to yeah. say, I remember meeting you years ago and that was something I was so impressed with because back in the early days of me launching my business, I mean, I've been in business since 1991, but then I went through that period of, oh, they must know better and they must know better and they must know better. And I went through so many <laughs> mastermind uh, experiences and coaches and think and assuming they had to know better. And I remember you saying back then you have to do what's best for you and what yeah. works best for your business. And that was like a foreign thing, a foreign idea to me at the time. Oh, I love that. I love that callback. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I always kind of felt that I shouldn't say always, but I, I obviously we've known each other for several years, but it took me a long time to realize how systemic it was and like how baked in all of that stuff is. So yeah, it's really interesting. And there is like one and, and women can also like, I, I, uh, one of the other things I think about in terms of the XY economy is this bro marketing, like, you know, where it's my way or the highway kind of the, I know better than you type of thing. But women can be bro marketers. Like sometimes they have lipstick and, you know, beautiful sequin dresses and, you know, so um, it's just because I call it the XY economy doesn't mean some women have figured out how to do it. But for the most part, most of the people who I work with are not, don't fall into that category of just, this is how Debbie, this is how you need to do your business, or this is how you need to do your life. It's more of a uh, collaboration, a co-creation. And give us an example of bro marketing. And, I, and I'm laughing because it wasn't even that long ago. I did a webinar, and it's so funny, and, and here's what happened. I did a webinar according to what I thought I should do. And I did it, and, and it, it didn't feel right. And, and because it wasn't, and I'll never forget how my assistant, I remember saying, Hey, you know what, do me a favor. And could you just watch this? Tell me what you think. And she's like, this, this doesn't even sound like you. And I just said, you know what? I had a feeling. Thank you for confirming that. And I just spoke from the heart, totally redid it. And it was like a bazillion times better. So it's amazing how I, I continually catch myself doing it, but give us some examples of this bro marketing, where you see it, what it looks like. That's exactly, I actually, I'm, I'm, as we're talking, I'm trying to find this thing I call um, a, wiki, a wiki bro. Um, and it's kind of, it's, it's a bro dictionary. That's what it is. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll make sure you get the link in case, okay. in case you want to use it um, on show, in show notes, but it is the type of bro business behavior that is like so crazy. So I, a hundred percent have fallen into that same trap. So I just want to validate what you just said because we're it's we're so indoctrinated or inoculate like it's just so part of us until you step back and just go, wow. Or until someone says, Debbie, what in the hell are you thinking? That's so not you. We don't necessarily see it. And so um so I talk about bro marketing as 
any type of behavior that feels manipulative. So a specific example is I went through a launch. It was a, you know, how to do a six figure launch type of thing. This was eight, nine years ago. And as I went through and I had made the decision, I was going to follow every step in the book, everything. I was going to follow it all. And I did. And every time the instruction said, now write an email about this and do this. I cringe. Like I, a little bit of me just died inside. And I was just like, Oh, I don't think my people are set up for that. But I'm like, Nope. You know, she says, this is what I need to do. I, um, went ahead. I sent the 18 emails required for the launch. My open rate during that process, um, went down to half. And just so everybody understands, open rate means the amount of people. This isn't necessarily, it may or may not, everybody is in their own business. But an open rate means, let's say you send out, you know, emails to your entire people who have subscribed to your, let's say, newsletter or whatever. How many, what's the percentage of people that open that? Right. That's what a typical, you know, open rate is. Yeah. So, so people just quit reading my stuff because they're like, this is not who you are. So I was trying to show up as someone who was not authentic to myself. And so that's, to me, that's an example of trying to use bro marketing when that's not who I am. It's the, the pushy, um, like, and the super ambitious conquering, you know, bro driving Tesla's type of <laughs> And it's interesting because you said she, so so it was a woman. It sounds like who was the one who was doing this. So I guess it would throw you off even more because you would you would I guess assume, well, this person is speaking my language in the way that it needs to be heard, and that wasn't right. the case. And it's it's so so I feel like in that case, the betrayal came from two places. And one is just feeling like, oh my gosh, there's just this system of bro tactics and strategies that we've all been like, it's like seeing air. It's just like, you don't see it. You don't know it's there, but you know it's there, right? So there's that. And then the other betrayal was me betraying myself because I knew it didn't feel right. And I did it anyway. And so, and, so- and I want to, and I want you to dive into that, but also, you know, and I get that because there's so much passion around what you're doing. You know, you can help women create these amazing businesses. Just like I know I can help someone heal from betrayal. So the passion is there. And then you see people with these incredible results. And so I think I know I could speak for myself. I'm so driven by, well, I want to reach that many people. But the way we go about it has to be so much different. Yeah. And, and the XY, this machine, this XY economy, this machine basically says in order to reach the most number of people, in order to get them as clients, in order to do this, this is how you must do it. But that's where, that's where it's, we don't have to do it that way. There, but it takes a very self-aware which I can't say I've always been and still have my days where I'm not, but you need to really tap into the feeling that comes with and say, why does this feel so wrong to send the 13th email in this campaign? Why does that feel so wrong? Why, why does it feel wrong to, to 
do you know communicate something in this way and so there that's it, does that answer your question about a specific example it, it definitely does because i think it's in that awareness that we can say well well does this does this feel right i mean even just that questioning does this feel right or am I just doing this because I think I should? Already the should, we know we're gonna get ourselves into trouble if we're doing something because of, I think I should. And it's, it's really, I think that's really key, checking in to, to question, does this feel right? And if I were on, and I know what helps me now when I'm aware of it, and like you, I don't always catch it, but when I imagine myself on the receiving end, would I want to read something like this? Would I want to watch something like this? Would I want to hear something like this? And how would I interpret that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think where I would always get confused was thinking, well, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right, but I think it's just because it's a new behavior for me. And so I'll get used to it. You know, and so there's always that distinction. And I work primarily with private clients. I used to run group programs and things like that in my business. But in working with private clients, one of the reasons I love doing that is because I can find out in real time by looking at them on Zoom or in person, whether the idea, the strategy, the tactic, the, the thing I'm asking, suggesting that they do, I can see immediately what their energy is around it. So I can instantly, like, you see when they get excited, like, oh my God, I can totally do it. Or the other one, like, you know what? I think I can do, like, there's the possibility look. And then there's the, you know what? I feel like I would be eating, you know, a, a ball of fire if I had to do that. Yeah. You brought up something really, really important because so often change happens in the unfamiliar and the unfamiliar is good. But what you're saying here is, sometimes it's in that discomfort. It's not that it's good. It's that it's a real direct uh, message to us. No, no, no. You're headed down something that is so incongruent to who you are. Right. And, yeah. and that's, that's right. Yeah. And that's how we know. And I always explain this, this idea of being congruent. It's when your thoughts, your actions, your, your, um, really your whole way is all aligned. And when something is not, and when something is out of a line, you're just not congruent. It just, you're not in flow. It just doesn't seem to feel or flow the way that it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. But it's really important to distinguish though, because sometimes it's that unfamiliar, that's a good thing. Yeah. But in this case, that unfamiliar. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, just any, another example of that. I'm working with a client right now. She's a very, very gifted copywriter. So she writes copy for her clients for their launches. And she's like, I just don't want to write copy right now. I'd rather consult or could you like coach people through how to do their own, mm -hmm. but make sure that they know what the, 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 the important parts aspects are of that. And she's never really had to sell her services because people have always been like, okay, you're hired. And this is kind of a new thing for her. And I can tell when we do our zoom calls, I can, you can just see, she's like, I haven't sold before. And I'm kind of, I'm a little scared, but I'm a little excited because if I can master this and sell these things, I think it's really going to be game changing for me. So there is like being, having an open mind and really like, but checking in, acknowledging um, both sides of it. So give us then, if you could, just based on the exam, you know, the clients you've worked with, what's an example of uh, someone is 
they're, they're trying to be okay with something that's uncomfortable and it's not a fit for them and something there that, that is very uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar, but is actually like the perfect place they need to go next. Yeah. Well, what you it feel like, give us the whole picture. Okay. So, so I'm typically not going to have a client who's doing something that feels super incongruent because I would never ask them to do it. Um, so usually it comes from it. They, it's something they've done before they got to me, you know, where they followed a program much like I did, where they, they followed this step by step. This is exactly how you build your community. This is how you, um, you know, like try to nurture people in your community, but then it's, it, or how to do Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. Like there are all these step-by-step blueprints as we call them in our world um, that people are to follow. And they're like, Oh, I'm not sure. And what happens is they do it like I've done a hundred times before I finally said, Carolyn, why are you doing this? Um, And they start to feel like a failure. Like, what is wrong with me? This worked for these other people who have been held up as examples of success who have done this. But that's like the 3% of people who it worked for and it didn't work for me. So what's wrong with me? And that really starts to create so much self-doubt and disempowerment. And like, it's really damaging. And it's also expensive. Like a lot of people are like, well, I can only afford this thousand dollar course to learn how to do this. I can't afford five thousand or ten thousand for someone to do, it. but they're losing out on opportunity because the thing, the thousand dollar thing, didn't work. So you know, the money they thought they would make from doing this didn't get made. And if they had invested five or ten thousand for someone to really walk them through and find a way that really works for them they would have gotten it. So it's just, I don't know, I'm probably getting too businessy, but. No, but I totally get it. And, and just for everybody who's watching and listening to this, I mean, I am the classic example of someone who has done just that so many times. But the, the gift is it's made me just the most incredible mentor because I've made every mistake and, <laughs> and learned the hard way. So, you know, you talk about like the mastermind program or the coach or the whatever, and I've, I've worked with them. I mean, my, my goal after a while was, okay, if you extract one thing you can use and learn and take with you, that's great. But that's a really expensive way to, mm-hmm. to learn powerful business concepts. But so, you know, and that's what we do. And, and it's like when we're in any unfamiliar territory, I, I know with me, I just assume someone else knows better because they've been doing it. They must know better than me, yeah. but we have to really take that time to say, okay, even though they've done, they've done it differently, they have a different business. They have mm-hmm. a different intention. They have a bit, they have a different everything. Mm-hmm. So I have to take the idea of how would my people and, you know, want to receive something. And according to who I am, my personality, what, what works best for me, how do I convey that? Yeah. So when someone gets that message from you, what's the change? What's the difference? How does it show up? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, well, it shows up first. I mean, typically that they get clients who say yes to them through how they're and how they end up doing their marketing or having their sales conversations or the way they create an offer. And 
and how it's priced, like everything just feels easy instead of heavy. Um, so I'll give you an example. I had a client a few months ago who had a multiple six figure business and she just got to a point where she's like, I've tried everything. I am trying to figure out like she has a success, like a multiple six figure business isn't bad. Right. And she's like, I've tried everything right now. I'm not feeling motivated. I know I need to create something new and I need to replace this much revenue for it to be worth my while. And so she hired me to help her figure out what, what is that new thing that you can offer and how do we make it check all the boxes in terms of only wanting to work three days a week, making multiple, you know, generating multiple six figures a year, like a lot of these other things. And so I helped her create this offer. That's amazing. And I had to teach her how to sell because she had never had a sales conversation before, which is very common among many of my clients. Um, and so in her case, she's like, okay, I'll try it. I helped her craft the questions to ask that were very authentic and not disingenuous. Like they had, like nothing can be manipulative. It has to be super clear. And she called me after the, after her first three conversations, she's like three people bought from me. This is so easy. Like it's so, so she went from not feeling motivated in her business to being super excited about an offer and realizing that it's not that hard to have a sales conversation. Just be a human. <laughs> you know, and, and it's so funny you say that because I, I remember being so surprised that it could be easy. It, it went against anything I had ever known because I, you know, and then you have to also take a look at what you grew up with, all of those that, you know, all of that old programming that it's hard and it's a struggle and, and all of that stuff. So, uh, you know, that's what I knew. So mm -hmm. for something to just flow out of me for my best work to be when I'm in flow and it doesn't feel like work at all was such a head thing yeah. to, to work through, you know, yeah. and because you just, when you think it just has to be such a struggle and it doesn't, and it really doesn't when you're aligned, when you're speaking the way you're supposed to be speaking, it just, it just kind of works. So what are some other ways that you find women kind of betraying themselves in business? Give us some examples. So, um, some of it is in the way they market or the way they network. So I know I'll use an example of myself. I know I love doing things in real life. I host people on my patio, lunches, happy hours, parties. I love, love, love hosting because that's a way to deeply connect with people. And I wasn't doing that. I mean, I can't do it now because, of, you know, we've got some social distancing issues to deal with, but um, I wasn't doing it because I was so focused on writing emails and articles and blogs and doing all this stuff on social media, but I was not showing up as the person who sits out on my patio and hosts a half a dozen women for blackberry jalapeno margaritas. You know, like I'm so much more real. And so I was trying to be this online person who I'm not like, I just wasn't making the translation. So to me, that's a betrayal. Um, another is, is I think a lot of, of betrayal is people coming up with excuses not to invest in themselves. 
I can't afford it, it's too much. I think it's usually often bullshit. And it's because there's a lack of self-worth. I'm not worth it. What if I screw it up? Like that's what's really going on. Um, when someone says, oh, I can't afford it. I'm not sure if I have the money. You know exactly. It like, mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what they're, what I find they're often saying is, I'm probably not going to follow through. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure, like, if I become successful, what it, what's that going to say about me? How is my family or my friends going to perceive me? And so they continue to play small and betray themselves using money as an excuse often. So that's another betrayal. I love that you brought that up. And what I see, too, is because with, in the world of betrayal, trust is huge. We don't trust the person who betrayed us. We don't trust ourselves. And when it comes to investing in yourself to heal from this once and for all it's i don't trust myself that i'm able to do this that i'm able to do the work it's so true how do you handle that when you come across that it's <laughs> a good question well i um that would be a really really long answer but the the short answer is i know my value i know who my people are i know what i do for them i have no doubt when i'm talking to the right person that I can help them. And so, and I know how I can help them. I know how I can benefit them. So what happens, because I've been doing this for so long, almost 18 years, be, you know, in as a self-employed um, business owner, I just know what questions to ask. So I don't say, Debbie, the reason you need to buy from me is because blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to find out like what matters to you and reveal what's going to happen. Like, it's all about allowing you to communicate and articulate what's working, what's not, what your goals are, what your fears are, all that. And because I'm, because I've been doing it so long, it's not like I have a list of questions or a checklist or anything like that. It's just, it's truly through conversation. And I think women make great salespeople because if you just tap into your intuition, like you said, being in flow, you don't need a list of things. You need to know your value. And, and I think that's another thing that way that women betray themselves is not taking the time to really understand what value they do deliver. Because every single one of us does, women and men, I shouldn't just keep it to women, but I mean, we all have value, but we, sometimes we stop short of getting really clear about what people value when they work with us, when they hire us, when they yeah, engage with us. I love that you're bringing this up because it's really true. It, it starts with our own value because if we don't value ourselves and then someone says no, the only option is to take it personally and think, well, I must not be good enough, valuable enough, enough, period. Yeah. And it's when we understand our value, you know, and, and then, then we can at least open the door to those kind of conversations. Now, I know with me, here's what happens. I get so invested in their healing that I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's, it's why I'm the worst salesperson ever because I know what's waiting for them when they say yes. Mm -hmm. But I, it's that discomfort of uh, you know, letting them understand that enough. I just want to take their hand and just pull them to that yeah. place. And, and 
but I know it's important for them to understand I'm really in a bad place now. And this may actually be something that I can use. Yeah. But I see the pain and I can't take it. It's hard. You want to slap a Band-Aid on it in some cases. And when we do that, then we're not really healing the full betrayal in your, in your case because it's going to pop back, you know? It's, it's going to, the wound is going to open again in some way, shape or form. And so I used to do that. Um, when I was uncomfortable, when I first started my business, my coaching business, I've been in business a long time, but when I first started my coaching business about, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, I, um, I would want to fix, I'd want to fix it right there in the initial conversation of talking to someone. Oh, well, so you're having problems dealing with, you know, the way people say they can't afford to hire you or do this with you. Well, here's all you need to do. And then I'd send them on their way. And then they, they, it never really worked because the full transformation didn't happen. And so I just realized, and I'm sure you have too, that we can't put band-aids on stuff because it actually is more of a disservice than a service. Absolutely. And and I remember uh, when I finally realized that that's what I was doing, making that decision that I would rather not work with someone at all than have them work for a really short time and not have them go through that process of full transformation. Because when you don't go through that full process, you could slip back. When you've become that new version of you, there's no going back because that old you doesn't exist anymore. Right, right. And it's just worth going to that, that new space. So what do you want to make sure as we wrap up, women want to know so they understand, am I betraying myself in my business? Am I speaking a language that is not my language to speak? What do you want them to understand? Okay. Well, because I work with entrepreneurs, I'm going to put in the context of the entrepreneur's evolution because we all go through cycles and patterns in life and in business. And so if you're having a going through a crappy phase of your business and you might think, Oh my God, this is going to last forever. I'm such a loser. Blah. You know, it's just part of a cycle. It's like a rite of passage to get to the next level. And so the entrepreneur's evolution, the way I explain it is, it's, it, it's really just a measure of where our morale is and, and what the results are in our business and how they relate to each other at any given time. So if you're in business or even just in life, when you start something new, you're, you know, your morale is high, you're excited, but you may not be getting the results. It doesn't even matter if you're learning how to like play mahjong or something like that. You might be like, how come I keep losing? You know, um, in, in business, it's how come nobody's buying from me? And you have to know that like, as we go through these different phases, um, that it's just part of the cycle. And the more aware you can become of which growth phase you're in and no, just knowing that you'll get through it, but you have to get clear about what is going to get you through it. You know, lying on the sofa and eating a bag of Cheetos is might be okay for five minutes, but then what are you going to do to get off the sofa? Like what's going to pull you out of it and what's going to pull you through it? So I think it's just incredibly important to have that level of self-awareness. And um, David R. Hawkins talks about this in Power Versus Force. I just love his stuff. It's mm-hmm. so good. You know, yep. the lowest... For like, if you feel ashamed 
just know that you're not coming from a place of power if you feel ashamed about something. That's like, like level, tw- is it 20? 20 is shame or 40 is shame. It's like the lowest of the, yeah. when you talk about that frequency scale. Uh, it's yeah. a scale of one to 700 or zero to 700. Well, probably 20 to 700. And, and, yeah. then, and shame is the lowest on that energetic, um, you know, emotional scale. And so I think if you have feelings like anger, emo- um, shame, guilt, those are not empowering things. And so look at what's going on around you. So as I look at it, as it relates to business and you know, what's driving my shame? Is it because I don't have enough revenues coming in? Okay. Well, what, why is that? Is it because I'm not communicating with people? Is it because I'm afraid to pick up the phone and call somebody or reach out to somebody and message them on social media? Like why, what's causing it. And if you can't figure it out for yourself, that's okay. We can't always see ourselves through our own eyes And this is when you need a coach, a life coach, a business coach, a Debbie coach. Like you have to figure this out because it, it's what we don't always, we're not always going to be able to figure everything out ourselves. We're just not. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. I mean, my clients are six and and seven figure business women. They're really smart. They've built nice businesses, but they're coming to me because They're like, well, I can't figure it all out. I need a thought partner. And if you can look at a coach as a thought partner, someone who's going to ask insightful questions and help you get to seeing where your blocks are and where you're getting caught up and kind of like not going through the evolution, but staying stuck in one little spot. um, I just think that's incredibly important. So that's my that's my advice. Yeah. Amazing. Any good coach, uh, has a coach and it's, it's people like Carolyn who can actually, I mean, you know, help you see the blocks, what you're not seeing bounce ideas off of. And it's just wonderful. Where do we go to learn more about you? My website is carolynherforth.com. And Carolyn is with a Y and her first, it's not always easy. I'm assuming it'll be in show notes, but it it's absolutely will. C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-H-E-R-F-U-R-T-H. And that I go by everything, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, everything is Carolyn Herforth. So you go to my website or any social media platform and just look up Carolyn Herforth and you'll find me there. There, there you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom and your time. And anybody who's considering a business uh, is an entrepreneur. Uh, Carolyn absolutely is uh, definitely worth checking out. Her information is wonderful. I mean, think about it. I remember something you said, however many years ago that was, it was profound. Amazing. So, yeah. And uh, you know what? Thank you for the work you're doing here. This is really remarkable. I've enjoyed listening to your podcast and uh, connecting with you in this way. So. Um, keep it up. Thank you so much. Yeah.